Welcome to the Grace Life Podcast, hosted by Grace Life Church in Alabama. We're glad you've taken a moment to listen today. If you'd like to get in contact with us, our Facebook page and our website are linked in the show notes. We believe as you listen to the Word of God today that you will be blessed and that your life will be changed. Let's join the service already in progress in the sanctuary with Pastor West. Good evening. Y'all good? Yes. Good, 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 good. Um, I'll have you look at the verse in just a moment. I want to, uh, is it okay to reiterate something you said before? I want to use a, um, let's see, when was April the 12th of this year, which was a Wednesday, it says. And I just want to use a small portion of this. Um, I guess this was, there were six pages. This is the last page of the six. We talked about this uh, in April, and this was the last point. So we'll, we'll pick up with the last point of April. Think, think beyond where you are. Everybody can do that. How many, uh, how many can, if you want to, you can imagine yourself something you need to do tomorrow. Well, I mean, whether you're working or whatever, you got an event coming up. Or if you got an event and you got things you got to plan for and coordinate things, how many could, if you just really need to do that, you could just sit here and start. I got this and that's got and I got this person and that and this has got to happen and that's got to happen. Uh, so you could you could think there while you're here beyond where you are. True. You know we talked about imagination before, and we're not talking about that tonight so much, but um, <clears throat> using this illustration. The, the power of visualiz- uh, visualization, which comes through the imagination, which is the component of faith. And that is that you could, you could close your eyes if you needed to, and you, I think everyone in here, unless you just got a new residence today, but if, but if you're not, you've been where you've been for a little while, you could close your eyes, and in a few minutes, you could tell me how many windows are in your home. Couldn't you? I mean, you just start going through the house, couldn't you? And count them out. You probably could tell me how many doors are in the house, including the closet doors, and we'd have to define it as a bifold door one or two, but all that. But 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 we could do that, right? While we're here, what what component would you use to do that with? Your mind would go over to the place of imagination, and you could you can see the room, can't you? Can't you? So, is it possible for us to think beyond where we are at this moment? When we planned out, prayed about trips, we talked about plans. We talked about what was needed. We prayed about what was needed. We discussed things that needs to happen, and then after the decision was made about who, what, where, when, how, how much, all that, then we were ready to release prayer and faith because you could see yourself going and this is the supplies and this is whatever, and then we would adjust our thinking to that, right? Yes. 
so we can think beyond where we are. So uh, just to pick up on these notes, so uh, we said becoming a person of vision means taking the limits off your mind, which means thinking beyond where you are, like planning a, like planning a vacation before you go there. Or planning rest after you get off your vacation. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I've always thought that people need a week after vacation. But that's just me. I don't know. Uh, so we talked about we are an heir of God and the joint heir of Christ, son or daughter of God of a king. Uh, the Spirit houses, Holy Spirit, the Spirit houses our spirit, houses the mighty Holy Spirit. And therefore, the genius of God resides within us. So we can see... Because of that, we can see what other people can't see. And definitely we can hear what people do not hear. We talked about God wanting to download creative ideas into our brain and ask him to enlarge our capacity for thinking to remove the limitations thereof. Um, The verse I think we looked at that night was Genesis 13. We won't turn there, 14 through 18. It says, God told Abraham something about... Um, well, I'm trying to read my own notes. Um, God told Abraham something. Starts with an F. <laughs> oh, there, there it is. Focusing. That's what, and that was our subject Sunday, right? <laughs> That's like farming. I'm thinking. I don't. It looks like farming. It's like I don't believe it did. <laughs> it's bad when the only place. In, person you can blame is yourself, ain't it? <laughs> he told him to look at the territory, remember, that had been given him. <laughs> Sometimes some people set your territory. <laughs> you know, we're talking about. So God said, uh, look at the territory that was given you. And he told him to walk, walk it, the land. Now you can sometimes see it, and sometimes you can walk it in your mind or imagination. In every direction, to visualize the expanse of what would be his legacy. Then he said to Abraham, after you do this, I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth and so that if a man could number the dust of the earth. In other words, is it possible that you could count every particle? Absolutely not. Or name the stars or count them? No. So he was training him to, to focus, and I'm just really just adding this to Sunday, training him to focus on something much bigger, a bigger thought. So if you, if you plan to change the future, then don't focus on things or people that are smaller than you are. Now, I'm not being critical of people, but I'm just saying, if you're, if you're working with someone whose thought process is, is a lot smaller, uh, and you have to come into agreement, then there's gonna be a situation. Can you see that? Uh, especially if it's uh, if everyone has the same uh, vote, and you get this vote and that vote, and your focus is here, and your visualization is here, and the goals here, and theirs is somewhere else. Then, if that's a partnership in a business, which usually hasn't aren't isn't very successful, can be, but uh, um, it can cause all type of issues over a period of time. So anyway, um, we talked about. Uh, focusing on things but the, but not someone whose focus is different than yours we talked about because you can't cram 11, 11 by 14 idea into a 3 by 5 mind 
So there's some things that God doesn't speak to some people about. He speaks to other people. In other words, he'll give this person this assignment, but he'll give another one another assignment because this assignment, and there's grace to do both of them, and there's progression to all of them, but some people doesn't want to increase the, the capacity to do something different. Uh, God never changes his mind, but he, he always changes methods. Always. He's, he's never tied to a method. And, and, and we should never be tied to a method. Just because this is the way that we do things, then why do we do them this way? And everyone does something different, don't you think so? Uh, uh, who, who said midweek services on Wednesday? I mean, who, who made that up? I don't know. Do you know? Someone decided we need something in the midweek to get us through the week. Well, I need something every day, actually, but I mean, but, but who decided it was Wednesday? Was, was, was that getting us halfway until we could get another? And it was we just like every three days we need a, a little shot? Is that what it was? I mean, where, where, where did it come from? Uh, years ago, I, didn't we do a Thursday service? We never did do a Tuesday, did we do a Thursday? It was okay. It didn't always work because... Sometimes, because of tradition, then people who work with that, like schools or uh, people who play sports, and you know they're playing, they're you know they they would just come to general understanding. You know, Wednesday's probably a church day for people, so we'll have to honor that. And then if you go to a Thursday, you have a drunk tradition. You can do whatever you want to. If people want to come, it doesn't matter. But that may not work for people. So, you know. So, so I mean, it's just the the. the Plans can change, but the decision doesn't change. Hmm. Now you know that you know that for a fact because you, you see here where God says it'll be such 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 and so, but a lot of times He changes the person He does it with because one person will only carry it so far, or one person will say no. Sometimes they'll initially say no. Jonah said no. God said okay. Jonah said I'm going over here. He said okay. So he went over there, and his situation changed. He got in a well of a lot of trouble, and then he was he was willing he was willing to do he was willing to do what, what God said to do, right? But it was his, his circumstances that helped him see something a little bit different. <laughs> sometimes, really, God won't take no for an answer, and sometimes he don't even find a different person. He says, "No, you're going. No, I'm not going. Okay, then go that way." <laughs> and uh, I think he kind of knows what he's going to do. So uh, he'll he can't he can't take a, a some idea if it's eleven by fourteen idea he can't put it into a pocket size picture and cram it in there because they don't have the capacity to receive it and uh, and we all start somewhere but there's some people who does not want to progress you know I mean this uh, you know the, 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 it's just like church it's just like tradition that's what the word says said so the, the the word of God makes or tradition makes the word of God in effect. You can go into churches, mainline denomination, not that has been, I mean, that, and Sister So-and-so has been sitting there for 25, 30, 40 years, and everybody's supposed to know that's her chair. And if you go get in her chair, and, I mean, wow, that's a, I mean, that's just like, you know, it's, it's the 11th commandment, thou shall not, but thou shall be smited. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's just tradition. We don't have to tell it. Everybody knows that's her chair. And that's just the way it is. Well, uh, so sometimes when he can't fix that, he just has to steer around and get somebody else to do it. And uh, 
so we're talking about thinking beyond where we are. And then we talked about our words have to align with that. When you, if you get Wayne's book back there, and he'll come and he'll talk more about it. Uh, all that that whole book is, is a really good read, and it talks about how we align with the assignment. And uh, the assignment will never be fruitful unless we come into a, the, the proper alignment for the assignment. And that's that's not just hard. That's sometimes that's just the very natural things that has to take place. Um, we talked about this, that a, a king does not beg, he does not have to, because he declares something. Uh, I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and go to a, a verse, because I'm getting to this verse now. And then we'll go beyond what we said on, on April. A uh, familiar verse to you, um, Job, or Job, whatever. Uh, well, let's just do Job, since you've already been in the job. You don't want to do that tonight. Job 22. Uh, I had never heard this verse ever growing up. I'm sure I was in church somewhere where they read it. I don't know that I was, but I, I never heard this verse till uh, a uh, a New Year's Watch service in 1996. 95 was going out, 96 was coming in. Is that the year we bought the house in Thorsby? 96, right? Yeah. So we was... Uh, in a, in a service in Birmingham and uh, Pastor Webb read a verse and I, he was talking about making some declarations about the new year and he was using this verse I, I never heard this verse in my life but we were attempting to buy our, actually our, our first home and uh, they'd already pre-qualified us and uh, we couldn't find with all my wife's children we couldn't find enough square footage and if we found the square footage to get more square footage the house needed more work does that make sense we you know more square footage old house that needs a bunch of updates or we could get a newer house less square footage and we needed some uh, work done to it so i was still uh kind of managing the carpet store at the time running it and i had i had already carpeted this home for someone and uh, who was, who's, um, I think, uh, yeah, they, uh, they were moving to, to another home. A uh, parent had passed, and they, and they had uh, got their inheritance and whatever and paid that house off, and they had quite a bit of finances, so they bought a really, really big, nice home. And so they were ready just to get out. And so I'd already met with them, and I had already carpeted this house and didn't think nothing about it. And uh, uh, I was... They wanted to keep it within so much money. So I told them ways they could do that and spend less money and whatever. And if I'd known I was going to buy it, I probably would tell them, no, you need to do that. <laughs> but that was, we would have bought new pads instead of just new carpet to go over the pad. That's like a new suit over dirty underwear. But anyway, uh, so this, this, this house was on the market and we had, was going to build a house, but you know, it was just way too small for what we, could, what we was going to qualify for. And uh, so I called a friend of mine, a realtor, and uh, she said, well, I have this house on the market. And she says, and you've, you've actually carpeted, they told me. And I said, I don't, man, I don't know where that house is at. So she told me, and I went and looked at it. And uh, it, was, uh, it was a lot bigger than what we could build. And I knew it had all just been painted, and I knew it had new floor covering in it and all such as that. So... Uh, and it was uh, 
87. It was 14,000 more than we qualified for. So we're sitting in at a watch night service uh, in Birmingham, and uh, he reads this verse in, in Job 22 and 28. He, he says, you shall decree a thing. Uh, you shall, not, not God, you shall decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you, and the light shall shine upon your ways. Uh, I've always liked to amplify it better. Uh, it says, you shall decide and decree a thing, decide and decree a thing, and then it shall be established for you, and then the light of God's favor shall shine upon all your ways. So uh, I tell the story, and I think most of us here, so I don't take you through all that, but uh, um, we, we know we made an offer uh, to the lady who had it, which uh, was a friend of ours, and the realtor was. As a matter of fact, the realtor, she would buy houses for the purpose of buying them and putting them back on the market, and she always gave us all her floor covering work, so she was a friend of mine, but you know, she was the realtor for this house, so it was her job to get her customer the best deal, so she says, I don't want to blow your thing here, she said, but it's, this house just was on the market one day ago. And it's worth what they're asking for. I said, I know. And she says, so I'm, I'm going to, I said, but aren't you to present the offer? And she said, yes. She said, but I'm also going to present your offer, but I'm also going to tell them not to accept it. I said, that's fine. That's your job. And so uh, Michelle and I, had, I took her to see the house, and it would, it would meet our needs uh, for that time. And we just decided this was it. And... Um, our loan, like I said, was about 14000 less, and that's all that it was. And so when we started negotiating, you know, they, they, you know how it is, you, well, we'll give you this, and we come there, and we meet somewhere in the middle. When I said this is what we qualified for, and that's what we had, that's what we had. <laughs> so they were saying, like, well, I, I remember, you know, I, I shouldn't even know why. I shouldn't even know these figures, you know, from 1995 or six. We qualified for $77,130.27. Why I know that, I have no idea. And they wanted 89-something, whatever. And uh, 89.9. And she, so they, was, they said, uh, how about 83? I said, how about $77,130.27? <laughs> so this went on for a few days. So I just told the realtor, I told Gail, I said, uh, uh, this is all we have. She said, well, if you'll just come up five, I said, this, this, this is all we have. <laughs> I hate my wallet. <laughs> this is all we have. And uh, she said, well, I understand. So she presented it to him, and they, she said, we'll, we'll take your offer. And she said, no, don't do that. She said, you, you just got the house on the market. But, you know, the, the, they were ready to move on, and they had inherited a fair sum of money. And they were just like, they didn't really care. And uh, she said, provided that, that uh, he'll do the upgrades, because it was a first home loan, FMHA. Is there such a thing as that? FMHA. What one? FHA. I think it was FMHA or FHMA. Anyways, first loan. And so... Uh, but they, you know, they wanted more insulation in the attic, and they wanted, you know, a new polyurethane underneath, and they wanted this done, that done. So they wanted about eighteen hundred something dollars worth of upgrades. She said, "You do that. We'll come down to the seventy-seven from eighty-nine-nine." And uh, and they wanted a new storm door. And she says, "So you agree to that?" I said, seventy-seven thousand one thirty dollars twenty-seven cents." <laughs> 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 what? 
I said, I, I don't know how to tell, I don't know how to explain this to you. This is what I have. <laughs> There's no, I mean, I, I'm for negotiation, <laughs> but I can't write you a bad check. So this is what I have. So uh, I'm trying to shorten the story. So they, they, she, they figured that out. And, well, they paid eighteen hundred dollars, and they got to take the commission for selling the house. And she said they ain't gonna end up about sixty something thousand dollars, and it's worth eighty nine now. And the couple said we'll take it. And she's like, no, no, no. I said, be quiet, girl. They sometimes said to take it. Get you. You sell another one. Move, move it around. It didn't take you long. Just move on. Let's all move on. <laughs> but but all, all that came off this verse. We, we, we made a decision, and we, and we wrote it down, and then we decreed it, and we spoke it out, and then favor just like that. So a king does not beg, does not have to, because he declares something. The thing that established when he speaks it, kings have a legal right to decree. Decree is an old English word for legislate. Means to, this is April's notes, uh, means to confirm, not farm, let's see. <laughs> uh, confirming, institute, settles, summons, and authorizes. That's what a king does. So I, I want to just take just a few minutes, and I do mean a few minutes tonight, just to talk about decreeing. Is that okay? Um, let, let me give you some more. Well, before we get there, you don't have to turn here because I, I'll just read the verse to you, and, and it may take you a while to find uh, this place in your Bible anyway. And I want to read it from the Living Bible. But uh, this is a, this is a, uh, a scripture, Second uh, Chronicles uh, 36, 23, and 22 and 23 in the Living Bible, the Old Living Bible, not New Living. It's about King Cyrus in 536 B.C. <clears throat> That's before anybody here is born. I'm, I'm sure of that. And he says this. He said, all the kingdoms, this is what King Cyrus, he was a, a Persian king, and God was using him. But, but by the way, I mean, this, I don't know what this means. Uh, in that last election we had for the, for the president, uh, spiritual leaders likened Donald Trump, President Donald Trump now, to King Cyrus. Because, you know, the church world is saying, how could you elect? Wow, the stories are coming out and the things that would be said and just like, he just said that, didn't he? <laughs> and that's kind of what King Cyrus was like. But God chose him for a, for a purpose. And King Cyrus was going to be favorable to the Jews and make sure they came out of captivity and come back to Israel. And he, he wasn't Jewish, and he wasn't a God-man, so to speak, but he, he had a favor to help the people. Uh, I understand President Trump is a Christian now. I hope he is. But he has a, he has a propensity and a, and a want to and a desire to help the church. And he's already helped the church. Same-sex marriage is off the table right now. The Supreme Court has just got balanced the right way. I don't like everything, but I'm just saying that that's a that's a biggie. Yeah, I'm not looking to the world system anyway. Uh, but the Supreme Court was big, was was huge, and so he kind of used like King Cyrus. But anyway, so it says in the first year, King Cyrus of Persia, the Lord. Now listen, to this the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus to make 
uh, this proclamation. He wanted him to make a proclamation. He wanted him to decree something throughout his kingdom. And then he wanted him to put it into writing. He wanted him to decide, speak it out, put it into writing. And this is what he told him. So he, 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 this is his words. Then these words were inked. So he, he said as the king, he said, all the, kings of the, all the kings of the earth have been given to me by the Lord God of heaven. And he has instructed me to build a temple in Jerusalem at the, at the land of Judah. And all among you who are of the Lord's people, you can now return to Israel for this task. And I pray the Lord will be with you. This would be like Donald Trump praying this. Back during the campaign, when he was like, ooh, you know, who'd vote for you with a face like that? It's like, don't, 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 don't do that. You can't call a woman a pig. It's just like, can't do it. I mean, well, yeah, see, I mean, he, he broke every rule of politics. Would y'all agree? I mean, Democrat or Republican, right? Did this man not break every rule of politics? And he is absolutely the president. And they're trying to figure today, today, how to get rid of him. And I got all kind of stuff they're working with today, right? His son and all that kind of meeting with Russia and all that. I mean, and the, and the more you attack this man, the more you get hurt. <laughs> God just uses who he wants to. And we as the church, you know, I mean, uh, uh, you know, we, we could see Ted Cruz as our guy. Because he's, he's churchy. You got the church, you got a haircut. <laughs> but it wasn't God's choice. So, uh, yeah, so he said, God wants me to, God said for me to build a temple in Jerusalem, and all the, you who are the Lord's people, the, Jew, the Jewish people, you will be able to return to Israel for, for this task, and, I, and the Lord will be with you. Uh, <clears throat> so we might say in making a decree, well, I, I can't do that because I'm not a prophet. I'm not a pastor. I'm not an evangelist. I'm not a missionary. I'm not whatever, right? Well, uh, King Cyrus wasn't that either. Right. President Trump's not that either. You know, and... Uh, but let me deal with, with your name just a moment. Uh, people look up their name and want to know what it means. You know, Facebook's got that little funny thing, you know. You put your name in there and it does this little analysis and whatever. It's crazy. It, it, it's fun, I guess, if people want to play with it. But it, when, it, when I put my name in there, E-R-I-K, it, it keeps giving me definitions of a female. <laughs> it says... It says, I said, Eric is, is whatever. You, you, you've seen the ones on Facebook, you know, this or this or that, whatever, and, you know, and you're locking you to this or that. And it says, oh, and Eric, she is a wonderful. And I was like, first off, there's no she. So the rest is not worth reading. So it said, do you want to share this on Facebook? I said, I don't think so. <laughs> you, you starting off calling me a woman? No, I am, sure. I didn't say Erica. <laughs> I mean, I have a son named Taylor, which could be a boy or girl's name, but I don't know any women named Eric, do you? I know, you know, I have a niece named Erica. 
It's like, what are y'all so messed up about? <laughs> so here, here's our name. So you, you don't have to be a prophet, right, to make a decree. Your name is not ordinary. That's not your name. You're, you're, you're not ordinary. Now, how can we be sure? Well, you always, I'm going to give you a scripture, don't you? Romans 8, 14 through 17, very familiar scripture says, All who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Verse 15 says, For the spirit which you have received is not a spirit of slavery to put you once more in bondage to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby this spirit in you has produced sonship. In the bliss of which we cry, Abba, Father. Next verse says, The Spirit himself testifies together with your spirit, assuring you that you are children of God. And if we are his children, next verse, then we are his heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. Ooh, gosh, fellow heirs with Christ. That just simply means that you are the brother or the sister to Jesus. That is correct, right? Would I do the scripture any harm? Would, would it be wrong for me to say to any Christian woman here tonight that you are Jesus' sister? Is he Lord? Is he Savior? Is he God? But if you're a woman here tonight, are you not Christian woman? Are you not his sister? Are, are we guys not the brother of Jesus? You say, well, I, I can't decree that I'm not an evangelist. I know you're just the sister and brother of Jesus. Galatians 3, 26 and 29 in the New Living Translation says, For you are children of God through faith in Christ Jesus, and all who have been baptized with Christ into baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. You've put on Christ like putting on new clothes. The 28th verse says, there's no longer Jew or Greek. In Christ, you're not slave or free. In Christ, you're not male or female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. We're, 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 not, we're, we're not Jew or, or Gentile, right? We're not red, yellow, black, and white. I wouldn't want to be skinned down, but <laughs> but if you did take a sixteenth of an inch off the off our outward flesh, I think it's the, they said that our our skin is a sixteenth of an inch. You wouldn't know what color we were. So, in Christ, you're not Jew or Greek, Gentile or, or whatever. There is no race, although He made the race. In Christ, we're not red, yellow, black, or white. We're not even male or female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Next verse is, so, so now that you belong to Christ, you are now the true children of Abraham, and you are his heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. You are God's heir, and join heir with Jesus. You could say uh, you could say heir means this. The, the H means you're, you're God's heritage. 
godly heritage. The E is that you're being powered by his word. The I is for your infilling of the Holy Spirit. R is for revelation that you receive every time you're in his presence. Who are we? Can, can we decree and de- declare? All right. Just got just a, just a moment here. So we are the family, and we are the child of a king, the brother and sister of a king, empowered by his spirit, washed in his blood, and his word, so that we can make decrees. Ezekiel 37, we see God has a purpose in mind. We're talking about the valley of dry bones. You know what I'm talking about? God didn't speak to him. He needed, but he needed someone on earth to speak to him. So how did they come together? By a decree. Just simply speaking to the bones. And then they came together. I mean, can you imagine what that looked like? I mean, what a, what a Kodak moment. I mean, that's an old saying, but I mean... And then they're together, but they're not alive. So then he says, well, now prophesy to the winds and that they and put on the sinews and this and that. And, and the breath of life comes into them and then they stand up. Go home from work and say, how was your day? <laughs> well, you know, I, well, uh, I was out at the Valley Dry Bones. Yeah. And well, they're not really out there anymore. <laughs> well, what happened? Well, they're, they'll be here a little while for supper. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> I think we ought to decrease something for 2017. Now, uh, and I'm almost through right here. I want to give you the definition of decree as a noun and as a verb. So I didn't do bad in English amazingly, but I didn't do that great. But a noun is a what? A person, place, or a thing, right? And a verb denotes what? Action. And so if you look up the word uh, decree... As a noun, it says it's an, it's an official order given by a person with power or by a government having the force of law behind them. Another definition was this is a rule uh, particularly established or permanent rule prescribed by the supreme power of the state to its subjects. And we could give many uh, examples and you can think of some yourself. But uh, an official order. That would be a decree as a noun. When decree is defined as a verb, it means when you decree a thing, you are bringing the thing into alignment with the Word of God. You're, when you decree it as a noun, you're establishing it. In other words, let's put it into what we're talking about. What, what, what is the will of God? The disciples said, how do we pray? And he said, well, pray this, our Father which is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom, your kingdom will now come to the earth. Your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's your authority to decree and declare, right? That would mean, I might have said this Sunday, I, I can't remember if I did or not. That means, Matthew 16, he said, whatever you, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you determine to loose on earth 
gets loosed in heaven. So our backing is from where? From heaven. But you, you are so closely connected to the source that we're allowed to decree and declare and are commanded to. Uh, and to, to say, well, who am I? Think about it this way. Well, I guess all I'm trying to say is you have so much uh, authority in his name that your influence reaches all the way into heaven. Whatever you decree, heaven says, we need to back that up. You know, there's, there's atmospheres between the earth and the heaven. He didn't say he would get there somewhere and someone swoop down and get it. He said, your decree in his name takes your influence into heaven. So when we decree it, it's, it's an official order given by a person such as yourself with power or by the government, but from which you are a, an agent of that. So God wants you and I to be agents of change on the earth. To make decrees that will alter the course of the situation or that will alter history. And you mind, you mind, I guess if you're a preacher to your mind goes everywhere. I'm just thinking about Joshua said, when Joshua said, we, we can win this battle, we need some more time. If I just had so many more hours of daylight. Now that, that's, that's a biggie, right? Went hard to God, but I mean, it's, uh, scientists still say they're looking for that time. True? Still looking for that time. And uh, <clears throat> I don't want to use that as an example, even though it happened. I, I, I can't say, because I don't want to, uh, well, let's keep the love of God in here and everything, okay? I have helped, I have through the years have helped people get transfers that they didn't know they needed. <laughs> Out of certain departments. I have helped people find a new church when they didn't know they needed one. In the love of God. And everybody got promoted. So that's the, that's the noun part, but to decree it is the, is the action part. It's the official way to command or, deter, or determine the whole thing. So uh, we have to remember first thing is, is the decision is yours. Yeah, otherwise, you say, well, we're, we're kind of waiting on God on this thing. That's not really a scripture in the, New, in the New Testament. Even we as word people say that sometimes. We're just waiting on the... The decision is, is ours. Decision is the place of power. What's that saying? Somebody says... You know, hesitation is really no more than doubt. Sometimes hesitation to get you killed. I mean, you, you, some decisions, if you hesitate too long, I mean, it's just like, you know, if there's a car coming in your lane, it's like, uh, I mean, you, you need to make some decision. Holler Jesus while you're making it. But I'm just saying, right, 
but hesitation can get you killed. And decision is the place of power. And, uh, and we have the Holy Spirit, and we won't turn it, but John 14, 26 gives us all the adjectives of the Holy Spirit. You know, he's our counselor, and he's, he's our advocate, and he's our strengthener, and he's our standby, and he's all these things. This is all the help that we need to make, to make the decision and him be working with us. And um, now we, we, we need to have, it's good, it's good to get, um, in some decisions, it's, it's good to get counsel. Let me qualify this. Sometimes it's really good to get counsel. And sometimes that counsel can be right. Sometimes it's not right. I've watched people in ministry counsel people to do things that, be honest with you, it fit the pastor's agenda. God wants a couple to go do something and they don't want to lose that couple. So it's either God saying no or not now. Because they don't fit their agenda. In other words, we'll lose the help and the money. I'm just being real. You know, it's just... <laughs> That's the natural side. But that's still not trusting in God. I think one of the pastor's jobs um, is we, we honor one another. We honor the office. But you can carry that way too far. You know, uh, they say, well, we need to do this. And you know, like, like Curry Blake was out there. Curry Blake, when he, when he ministers, he just like, you're like, well, I've always heard that, and I can see that, and then he, he, he just like, he just, he just hit that right between the eyes, didn't he? It's like, and then you're like, now let us see. Then you check down here, see if that's. He said, well, we need to fly this way and fly that way and protect the Norton. He said, protect the Norton. What for? He said, I thought I was supposed to protect you. He said, you can't, you can't fly. You need a ten million dollar jet. I mean, you're not going around the world. You, you, you're preaching four times a month. Or four times a year, and you need a ten million dollar jet to protect the anointing. He said, "Would have been cheaper just to buy a tank." <laughs> and you think, "Yeah, what? Well, yeah, well, well." <laughs> now, some people need that because they're assignment. And, and, and I do understand just from doing what I do. I mean, sometimes, and I know people don't mean to, but you come in and God's telling you things last minute and you're getting 14 conversations before church and after church. And, and you know, the only thing about that is if God does want to say something, now you got all that information that you got to say, well, I got something to say here, but is it for me or is it him or are they going to think because they told me and all that? So. In one sense, you want to hide yourself away and come out, you know, after the middle of the first song. But, you know, that's, you know, neither here nor there. But, uh, no, I mean, do, do, do we need a $14 million jet to protect God? So it's, it's okay to get, uh, after you make the decision, or you're making decisions, to get people that you trust their counsel. Y'all with me on that? If you're married, you need, you need to get agreement. Yes. If in any way possible. And if you don't think you need to, you haven't been married very long or you won't be married very long. <laughs> 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 
But on Judgment Day, you say, well, I'm, I'm talking to some very successful people or mentors. That's, that's fine. But on Judgment Day, when you give an account for what he told you to do, and they counseled you against it, they're not going to be there. Or your spouse. You and your wife or you and your husband won't be talked at the two together at the same time. You and your pastor and you and the one who, it'll be you. So, Romans 14, 12 says, amplifies this, so that each of us will give an account of God. We will give an account of ourselves to God for the decisions that we made whether they're good or whether they're failing. Decree and declare. So we're, we're, we're right in the middle of the year. If you watch Hallmark, it's Christmas again. <laughs> Christmas in July. People are trying to get back together now. Eat some Christmas cookies, and these two people trying to hook up. Now it takes them all to the last four minutes to figure it out. It's just like, Phew. I'm so tired of trying to watch them get together. Just like, why don't y'all just go celebrate? You know, just. just. <laughs> so, I, I'm just saying all this to, and I'm not going to make any decrees. I, I, I just want to make you aware of that again. Have. Have you taken time to hear, and like King Cyrus, God says, I need you to do this. See, he didn't say think it right. He said write the vision. But uh, not only write the vision, but, but, but declare it. Uh, I would like to talk to you about maybe writing it out with clarity as you're writing it to God and then about the situation and then sign it. You know, there's some things that when you go across the president's, they're just waiting on his signature. And it's not law until he signs it. True? There's some things will never be law until you say it and you sign it. If you just sit there think, I'm just waiting on God for some things to move in place to get this thing going, it's just not doing it. And there's nothing wrong with uh, trying some things. I don't, I, I don't know why I'm going to say this, but I will say this, and this is my third final closing. Uh, so, you know, in, 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 lear in, learning to, in learning to follow the Holy Ghost, uh, there's some things that, you know, depending on what we do, could be real uh, detrimental. Sometimes you can uh, skate out on the ice. To see if the ice is going to hold. If I can use that analogy. Um, in other words, you, you, you have something in your heart, but you're not quite sure how to facilitate it. You, you, you might could do it this way. You might could do it that way. I'm talking to people in home, talking about business or a different business idea or maybe even a different business or just all kinds of things. Uh, you don't always have to sell the farm and go find out if it's wrong, the farm's gone. There's, there, there's a way to um, 
Well, it's like, well, anyway, just, just go do some things and, and, and check down here. When I started off with the Bible study, um, that worked for a while. In 1994 or five, five, I guess. That worked for a while, but it got back to that thing. Brother Hagin always said, it, it just, it just kind of like, it's okay, but we're, something's not right here. It's like I'm taking a shower, remember with my socks on, Brother Hagin talked about. But the thing about it is, I didn't want a pastor. And there's days today I don't want a pastor. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, who's waiting me to call him back? Oh, boy. <laughs> no one that you know, I'm just saying. Well, you might, but anyway. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, but that's just true of anything. Scott, do you ever have thing on your job? You're just like, oh, I'd just rather we could just cut this day out and never have to do this part. You ever, you ever work for someone? You ever fix someone's car that you didn't want to be fixing? You thought you priced your way out of it, and they said, well, when can you do it? And he's like, oh, boy. I did that when I was running the carpet store. I was like, I don't want to work for the people anymore. So I just say, you know, if it was $1,000, it's $3,700. And I said, oh, that's great. When can you do it? It's like, no, it's 3700 Yeah, let's do it. And I was like, well, if, if we're going to be a little sad about doing it, we might as well make some money with it, right? <laughs> So we, we, we can kind of skate out there and just, and just kind of see how it's, there's nothing wrong with it. So we're, we're looking for ways to do this to expand the market. But we're also looking to get our footprint out of the, our actual footprint out of the building. And uh, I don't care if it's a home or a hotel or whatever. And it's skating on the ice is what I'm saying. And there's nothing wrong if you go there and it just like after a month it ain't doing that. It's just so well, at least we tried, you know, right? At least we went out there to go see. But I, but you don't want to close the whole shop down and say, well, we're going to move, you know, to you follow. And then what happens is you follow. <laughs> you say, well, that didn't work out too good. <laughs> I didn't even know that worked out, see? <laughs> if that's a gift or a curse, anyway. <laughs> all right, that's all I got, so. Get your, decree, your decree and declares and sign it and, and release the word. Amen.